Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Quit Your Day Job. I am Alicia Fernandez-Miranda. Am I wearing sweatpants while I record this? You will never know. This podcast is all about dream jobs, the ones you wished you had when you were a kid and the ones you pin up on your vision board. I decided to chase after my dream jobs in 2020 by taking unpaid internships at four of them. I quit my job as CEO of a philanthropy consulting business to try my hand working on Broadway, in fitness, as an art dealer, and at a hotel. And then I wrote a book about my experience, which will be out in 2023. I am psyched to share my story with you, but in the meantime, I'm bringing you a few others, real people who work really cool jobs. So before you quit your day job to go be a painter or an actress or a life coach, listen in and see what it's really like behind the scenes. Welcome to Quit Your Day Job. And we have a really, really exciting guest today, the illustrious Frankie Taylor. Frankie is the founder of Retro Glow Studios, a retro dance and fitness company that's based in London, but also virtually everywhere in the world. She is originally from London and has worked in the industry for over eight years. She's been a radio host, worked in the charity sector, and has the unique distinction of being the only person in the world who could get me to do a burpee. So, Frankie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. And I should also note that you were my boss for a short period of time during my year of internships. So I'm sure you'd be delighted to tell everybody today about all of my strengths and weaknesses as an employee and how truly awful I was doing your social media posts until you <laughs> trained me to use the correct voice. So we can, we can make that a topic of conversation if we get time. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, every good workout needs a warm-up, so we are going to start with a surprise lightning round. I've got five questions for you, yeah. and you have to answer them with the first thing that comes to your head. Okay, yeah, give it to me. I'm ready. All right, all right. That's typical Frankie, just ready to go straight <laughs> into it. Okay, question one. What is your favorite class to teach? Probably a hit class, even though it would seem like it might be an aerobics class, but actually it's a hit class because I get to take more breaks that way. <laughs> I always, when I see you there checking your watch, being like, just five more seconds. And I'm like, you know, uh, 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 I've got to check my watch multiple <laughs> times. And I also have to tell stories multiple times. So, <laughs> well, that actually is my favorite part of your classes. <laughs> okay. And I'm sure we'll hear a few today. No pressure. You shall. All right. Well, I also love your hit classes, which are my favorite class to take. But question two is, what is your favorite class to take? 
Probably bar, because I'm not as good at bar as other classes. So I kind of enjoy in like a sort of masochistic kind of way. I kind of enjoy it more when someone's like really going to town on those little muscles. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to die. But yeah, I'd say that's that's the one I enjoy the most. I know. You'd never break a sweat. And yet the next day you're incapable of any physical movement. Oh my God. Awful, but great. Love it. Okay, question three. What is your go-to post-workout snack? Oh, that's hard. I like eating pretty much everything. So, and I'm a big pasta fiend. So I'd say probably just like a big bowl of pasta. Well, any post-workout or not, a big bowl of pasta. (laughs) I'm going to, when I'm working on, I'm going to keep this image of you scarfing a huge bowl of spaghetti over your sink in my head. (laughs) I love it so much. (laughs) You and my children. Yay. Okay. Number four. In a pre-COVID world, would we have found you in the club or in the pub? 100% in the pub. Actually, my boyfriend and I were having this chat the other day about how COVID kind of accelerated the, like, we we don't go to the club anymore element of our lives. Like, it was kind of dying out just before COVID and then COVID sort of hit the accelerator on that. And now, you know, we're a couple of years down the line and it's like, oh no, we definitely don't go to the club. My friend (laughs) tried to organize her party just before Christmas in the club. And I was just like, just trying to imagine myself. I was like, I don't think this is going to work. Like, I don't know how to behave in a club. (laughs) So most, most definitely the pub. And we've moved to like Walthamstow, which is very far east and we have found an amazing new pub. My boyfriend was like, yes. this, is a little, this is a little bit of you. You've got to come and see this place. And it's like, everything is pastel pink. There's pictures of cats everywhere. And it's run by this landlady who's like in her late seventies called Flossie. And she DJs on a Friday and Saturday night. And she loves the eighties and she loves George Michael. Oh and, she loves, and she loves Prince and she loves David Bowie. And you have to light a candle for them as you go in. <laughs> as like a little as like a little memory thing and it's just and she's just awesome like yeah so we'll have oh, to go when you come down yeah we will that sounds amazing <laughs> I don't think I've been to a pub or a club in two years but it really sounds like this would be the perfect opportunity to go back this is the one to reinitiate you back in <laughs> <laughs> all right the final and perhaps most difficult lightning round question Brittany or Christina Brittany <gasps> really I mean, yeah Brittany because I mean Christina's voice is amazing and she's got some absolute pumpers like Dirty which is one of my favorites true fighter and fighter's great as well I could Candy Man's great. And also her whole her whole album in Spanish is like such a beautiful album but 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 there's a big but and it's not mine no (laughs) (laughs) Brittany because she was just such an amazing dancer like beautifully commercial jazz trained dancer like her turns and like I just remember seeing her for the first time I think I was in the Trocadero which was like an old school sort of 90s arcade in Leicester Square that we all used to go to and she was on the telly hit me baby one more time came on the telly I was in Claire's accessories so 90s love it (laughs) and I saw it and I was just like who is that and like the dancing just blew me away those routines are just next level She's immediately iconic, and I have been surprised in the lead-up to my birthday, which is coming up. I've been asking people for, like, music choices, and almost everybody has put Hit Me Baby One More Time, which, like, 
Love that. I, I mean, I love it too. And I'm delighted I've chosen such good friends who have so It's a time. It's a, yeah, that's why you've invited them. It's a timeless classic. <laughs> classic. A classic. All right. Well, you survived the lightning round. So thank you very much. Yay. And actually, one of the things that I have always loved about working out with you is your taste in music. And I know music is really central to everything that you do. So before we kind of jump into your professional journey, how do you describe what you do to people? Tell us what it means to be the founder of Retroglow. It's a little world that I want you to come and kind of get lost in. And it's we're big on nostalgia. I say we, it's just me. But then obviously I've got my teachers who teach <laughs> for me who, who are also very like-minded. We're all about the nostalgia. We're all about the, you know, taking tri- taking you somewhere that was a happy time in your childhood or in your teenage years. And we do that through music because that is how it happens anyway, is through music. You know, you hear something and you get transported back to a time, a happy time. Totally. So all of our music is like 70s, 80s, 90s. Therefore, we appeal to a certain demographic who maybe grew up in the 70s or grew up in the 80s or was a teenager in the 90s. And it's through that that really people you know, nostalgia is like, it takes you to a time of like maybe some innocence or a learning journey or, you know, and if you can get that and then couple it with exercise, you can kind of like cheat people into (laughs) into working (laughs) out (laughs) because they don't really realize that they've done it because there, there is, you know, there are stories coming out and there are, there's music in their ears and it's all taking them back to a time, but also it's taking our teachers back to a time and they'll share some weird anecdotes about their childhood. And it's all this kind of like sharing thing, really like community-based, but let's just forget the now. Yeah. And that was especially important in the pandemic, obviously, because of what was going on. So when we launched the virtual studio, the studio, you know, online, that was the bit that was pulling people out of the now. Yeah. And I think that's why it was it worked because people were like just desperate to not know what's going on right now. So yeah. That's so true. And I talk a lot about that in my book about how working with you at Retroglow, but also just doing all of the workouts really for for me, it just saved me during lockdown <laughs> in a time where it was like the happiest part of my day. And I think you bring this amazing energy to everything that you do. And it's definitely the thing that attracted me to you. When we first met in a pre-COVID world, you were teaching a pop princesses class. I'm sure both Brittany and Christina were featured in that class. Of course. It was IRL, so at a big London studio. And you were teaching dance classes all around the city. You didn't have your own fitness brand yet, Mm -hmm. but you already had the idea even from those early days. So tell us a little bit about how you transitioned from teacher to business owner. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting journey. I like, you know, I started working at all these, you know, London boutique studios, mainly because I wanted to get an understanding of what the industry was like. I wanted to meet other teachers. I wanted to meet other business owners. But I was always kind of like the black sheep of the whole scenario. Like I... (laughs) just had my own idea of what I wanted to do I was like no I will only teach 80s classes and no I will only use this kind of music you know they were trying to get me to do I remember one of the studios was trying to get me to teach to some like pop and I've just like current JLS sort of and I was just (laughs) like I don't there's not you're hurting my ears I don't know what you're saying to me and it was a wicked journey like I don't I you know I learned so much 
I learned probably more about what I didn't want to do than mm. what I did want to do. I kind of knew I wanted to do something, but I wasn't quite sure the angle yet. But I was learning all about these kind of ways these fitness studios had set up, the sort of inner workings and stuff. And it was it was really wild. And like one of the first opportunities I had was working for Gym Box, which was like a huge studio, it is a huge studio. And luckily the lady who was kind of the coordinator of of new instructors running all the auditions thought I was completely mad because I turned up in a leotard like she was just literally like what is going on with this girl (laughs) everyone else was in their like gray sweaty betty leggings and I was like in this like bright red amazing (laughs) with purple leg warmers and she was just like whoa okay and then she just took a chance on me and was like do you want to collaborate on some ideas because I think you've got some good ideas and that was the kind of beginning of then me working in lots of different studios but I always knew that I wanted to carve out my own little thing but you know getting all of that experience was you know so valuable to me and I learned loads from all from all of those studios. Amazing. And I mean, I think a lot of people, especially women that get to a certain age that really love fitness, often dream about working in fitness in some way, whether it's training as a yoga teacher or, Mm -hmm. you know, choreographing or teaching other classes. You know, what's the difference between being on my side of a fitness class, so taking it, and then doing what you do, both teaching it and then running a kind of commercial enterprise behind it? Teaching fitness is so different to like doing fitness and lots of people always like oh you know you just get to do what you love and like there is obviously a certain element of that but teaching is like it's not doing you've got to like engage someone you've got to be like come on like you know and it's not like who actually really likes to work out like I like I think there's like a very (laughs) few amount of people that like genuinely like oh my god I'm loving every minute of this pain but you know that the after effect is so good and like you know mentally and physically and so you do it because it's it's part of self-care but teaching it you've got like it's just like teaching anything like you know schools like maths really boring but like if someone is like really engaging you and getting you to think about it in a different way then you're like oh I'm kind of up for this because this person is like inspiring me to be excited about this topic and it's just the same thing with fitness like you know if you can get someone excited about it and therefore do that in in an array of different ways, like with fun music and themes and anecdotes from all my bonkers teachers, like, you know, everyone likes the fact that they feel like they sort of know the teachers in this really like personal way, because everyone that works for me is very open (laughs) about themselves and, And also there's not a facade of like, we're the teacher and you're the student, like you're kind of like all in it together and you're just having this big laugh with someone. There's no authority. We're not authoritarian. Like, you know, we're not into military style or making someone feel bad about themselves or like using negative reinforcements. Like it's all just like a positive experience for us as well. Like the teacher. I think people feel that. And one of the things that I was really struck by when we were working together and and continually. I mean, even just sort of, 
you know, last week you had to cancel a class because you weren't just, you weren't feeling well, you had a migraine. Yeah. And you sent that out very openly and honestly to everybody. But when you're on screen, when Cage, who's one of your instructors, on, is on screen, or Rosie, you know, it's a performance. Yeah. And I was really impressed with and kind of want to know your secret for how you do that even when you're feeling like crap. Because I've never been in a good fitness class. I've been in plenty of bad fitness classes, but I've mm-hmm. never been, I've been to more great ones than not. And there's always the teacher is responsible for creating that energy in the room and for creating it. And, you know, you're still a normal person living a normal life and you can't always feel like you really just want to be doing jumping jacks right now. Like, how do you do it? Is it a, you psych yourself up beforehand? Because I actually think it's relevant to like many, many, many different kinds of jobs. Sure. It's really weird because people ask that all the time and I don't psych myself up. Sometimes just before it, I'm like, how the hell am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to pull this out the bag? You know, I'm in a little stink (laughs) about something. Like I get into little stinks sometimes or whatever. And I'm just like, oh my God, I don't know how this is going to happen. And then as soon as it starts, it's like everything goes out the window and you just go into this mode. And also what's really interesting is that, especially during the pandemic, but also like beyond as well, we need it just as much as the people need it. So like you know, we as teachers also, when we go into the class, we forget what's going on in the world. Mm. We forget about our mood. We forget that, you know, whatever, something pissed us off earlier or whatever. And we go also into the same world that the clients go into and we need it as well. So yes, obviously there's days where I'm like, how am I going to do this? Like, I'm really not in a good way. And like, I, I, you know, I will be like what you said, I'll be really open if I absolutely cannot pull it out the bag, like physically or mentally. But, you know, yeah, like as soon as it does start, it does kind of all dissipate and you sort of forget, forget that those things are going on. And you're just like, oh my God, I love this song. Like, let's (laughs) do it. (laughs) It totally comes through, even on a TV screen and not in a real class. But let's go into the kind of detail. So take me through a typical day. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Typical day is like waking up and obviously having like a size of my head cup of coffee because I'm a coffee fiend, just like you. Mm -hmm. We splurged on a really nice machine and it just has saved my life. 
Um, So I have a cup of coffee. I do a couple of hours of admin, usually at home, just with my coffee. And that's kind of my little like, hey, you know, like I'm just, you know, got a win over the day or something. I don't know, (laughs) something about a coffee where you're just like, this is my time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like those old Kathy comics where she's like pulling her hair out and then she gets her coffee and she's okay. Exactly. Yeah. So I do like a couple of hours of like chilled admin with my coffee. And then I usually go to HQ, which is our little office, which doubled as the virtual studio live stream spot. And when I say it is a shoebox, it is literally a shoebox in Hackney. It's a tiny shipping container. And since I've got my first employee, it's been pretty interesting to be in that space <laughs> I you, when we set up the live stream we put the tripod and then we move the shelves and like there's no way for you to get out so Claudia has to like climb underneath the tripod oh, to God. like get out and then like scurry along and I'm just like this is mad but we are coincidentally moving to a new space which is great. So then, yes, a couple of hours here, then I'll go to the HQ, maybe record a couple of classes for the on-demand platform. Me and Claudia will get through all of the mammoth things that we need to get through that day. And then I will either be teaching in person in the evening or live streaming, or I come home and do a couple more hours when I get home. I live out in the suburbs now, so I have to drive everywhere, which is unfortunate for the planet, but it's just the way that it is because I live really far away. Mm. So that's probably like a typical day nowadays. And how much time and effort goes into planning each class? Because you've obviously got to pick the playlist, enormously important. But then you're also planning in advance what we're going to do. Like how long does that process take you? So I have a bit of an allergic reaction to planning. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the sense that if I do it too far in advance – it becomes like the anxiety about being able to adhere to the plan overshadows the actual being able to do it, if that makes sense. Like, and it's what I was like at school. Like if I did anything too far in advance, I would overthink it. And then I'd get myself into like a real tears, like on the actual day, like be that an exam or whatever. So I'm a very last minute person and the plan, the the music will come first and the plan will come second. So I'll do the playlist and then be like, okay, so that could be perfect for an arm track. That could be perfect for a leg track. And it's all based on the music and what I think would go well. And then if I'm just like, oh God, we need an aerobics track and we don't have anything in there that's high tempo enough, I'll whack something in. But it's music led first, I would say. And then I work the moves around that. And are you like really good at counting in your head? Because I've always been amazed how we can do the same thing the same number of times on each side. Yes. I mean, there has definitely been some times where I have missed a whole bar of eight (laughs) and then been like, oh no, their right butt cheek is going to be much bigger than their (laughs) left butt cheek. Um, (laughs) Much more muscly. But yeah, no, generally that's part of the qualification is being able to keep those eights in your head and you're constantly counting in that way. So yeah, it is a skill that you build on, but I can't, I definitely mess it up a time or two. (laughs) Now, did you always want to be the second coming of Jane Fonda, even when you were a kid, or did you have other ambitions for your profession when you were growing up? I wanted to be a TV presenter. Did you? Yeah. That was my dream. Well, like a presenter of sorts. I wasn't really sure. I liked the idea of being a TV presenter. I wasn't adverse to like radio and stuff. Like I 
yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to do. And now what I do is not that far off in terms of like being online and being presenting, you know, a class of some kind. But yeah, I really wanted to be a TV presenter. And you worked with a big charity for a while and that was before you started teaching or were you teaching at the same time? So before, just when I finished uni, I started working in the charity sector and worked for a few different organizations. And I like helping people I like chatting to people I like learning about you know injustices within society and trying to help rectify them but yeah so then alongside my charity work is when I did my qualification so this is like 2014 and then I was kind of building up the teaching whilst I was then whittling down the charity work so eventually I was kind of going down to like a couple days a week in the charity sector and then building up the the teaching on the other side so it kind of they kind of fed into each other did that enable you to know you were going to be able to make a living teaching so you kind of it wasn't super risky when you eventually made the change you did it slowly. exactly yeah exactly yeah because I just didn't know really so I needed to kind of build up my experience and my work in studios and all of that stuff before I could take the plunge and it was actually my boyfriend that was like you need to just leave now like as in the charity stuff because it's really obvious that this is where your heart is and stuff like movement and dance I've always been really into dance like my mum took me to her commercial jazz dance class at pineapple when I was six and it was, you know, the early 90s and everyone was wearing leg warmers and unitards and it was just like the smell of this studio and I was like this is a little bit of me in here. It's amazing. So yeah. That was your moment. That was my moment. And now I know from having been your intern that all the fun teaching and performing and picking playlists is a small part of what you do. But now that you're running your own business, you've had to come in and do everything else, HR and marketing and branding and legal and all of those things. How have you picked up all of those other skills? Oh God. Well, I have to say that you being a, being my unofficial mentor. <laughs> so we've we've really gone in some wild power dynamics, haven't we? Because you you're my mentor and then you were my intern. It's like, <laughs> what's happening here? <laughs> but you, you know, like, you know, the, the the whole journey kind of started differently when I had a business partner and you know, it was their input was so valuable to me but it was quite obvious that this was my brainchild and they were kind of more an advisory role. And you sort of helped me to realize that and be like, this is your baby. You know, this is, this is a little bit of you and they are obviously helping you, but they need to probably be helping you in a bit more of an advisory sense rather than I just want to be clear that all this advice was being given out when I was supposed to be being trained by you, but this is the <laughs> best way to avoid having to do like an extra set of lunges or sit-ups. So I was like, hey, want to talk about your business idea? And I can't do it if I'm out of breath. So let's take a little break right now. So let's just park these burpees. Strategic. And have a cup of tea. Strategic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And like you really helped me to focus on like where did I want this to go? Like what was my actual plan? You know, it kind of like potted along a little bit and was doing well but I needed it to sort of ramp up a bit so you helped me loads and 
I got lots of skills from working in the charity sector. You know, I was helping young people set up their own businesses. So I did understand kind of a formulation of a business plan and a marketing strategy and all of that kind of stuff. It's a lot harder to apply it to your own business Mm. than it is to give out advice. So that was that. And then just, you know, learning as I went, asking you like a lot (laughs) and learning from people that I respected, my ex-business partner as well. They then really helped me in an advisory sense to make decisions, especially about things like finances, which I didn't really get as well. And yeah, so I've kind of tried to pick up as much as I can. Also very much dependent on people like you. Well, but it's important It's important to also be a person who can ask when you don't know something, right? Yes, and that you have exactly. to be able to say, hey, I don't understand this. Can someone explain it to me? As opposed to yeah. just sitting there tearing your hair out because you don't know how 100%. to do it. Okay, let's talk about the P word. And by that, I, of course, mean push-ups. No, just kidding. Oh. <laughs> They're the worst. They're the worst. Uh. No, I mean the pandemic. Oh, Everything yeah. completely changed in yes. March 2020. You had to pivot very, very quickly. But it resulted in the invention of the retro fitness time tunnel, which is what we call your virtual classes. So just tell me a little bit about what happened in March. Where were you with your head? And how did you make that shift into doing online classes? You know, it's so funny now when I like reflect back on it, I am just like, I can't believe that this has happened. <laughs> I think a <laughs> lot of almost, us are. <laughs> it's almost like a delayed reaction because... You went to Mexico. I went to Mexico with my boyfriend and like, we just started hearing about this stuff. And like, I don't know if anyone knows, like Mexico really were not taking it very seriously at all at the beginning. And the president was just like, it's just a sniffle. So so we were like, well, if he says it's just a sniffle, then I'm sure it's fine. So we were kind of like, maybe we just stay on our holiday. And then my parents were very much like, no, 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 no. You come back now. Like, And we came back on the 17th of March, which was the day before the lockdown. Oh my God. And I remember we went to Tesco's like near where we lived and it was just people were behaving like savages. It was like, we just stepped off the plane, like had our Tan, yeah. Like, so, and then we just like, we need to get some food for the house. And we went and we were just like, this is like, this is like post-apocalyptic. Like what is going on? <laughs> and then everyone and their grandma moved on to online. So like all of the fitness studios, all of the instructors, everyone And it was extremely overwhelming. And I was just like, I hid under a duvet for about a week. I was just like, I need to just be by myself and work out what the best route is. And then started doing some Instagram live classes. Those were like the first online classes. I remember my first one like so well. I was so nervous. And then as soon as it started, I was like, I'm not nervous. This is fine. (laughs) I thought I was going to be really nervous. And then my teachers were also doing Instagram live classes. So I was allowing them to log into our Instagram teacher class and then get everyone to PayPal them directly. I was really in the mindset that that the teachers needed to be earning their own money during this time because it was like they were teaching from their house. Yes, I was giving them a platform, but really all of the you know oomph and was on them you know they were in their own space and blah 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 blah. and it was a really interesting kind of socialist experiment because all of these instructors were suddenly kind of out on their own and they could be like hold on a second I've got a following I could just stream classes directly to my following and cut out the big capitalist company that, (laughs) that that employs me 
so it was a really interesting time and like for an individual instructor and I could kind of sense that in my team I didn't want to be like guys I'm going to pay 20 pounds an hour to stream from your own living room like I was just like just take money um directly anyway so Instagram live was the first port of call I was in the living room my boyfriend was hating my guts in our bedroom (laughs) He was literally just like, this has to end now because this is not. (laughs) I was like, fair enough. So that's when I got the shipping container. um, So the little shoebox and started live streaming from there. Decorated it like an 80s kind of bedroom vibe. Everything pastels. Um, Then we transitioned onto like a streaming platform, Mm -hmm. a Danish streaming platform called Boon, B-O-O-N. And that was really great. It was really great to start out on. And then we switched to a sort of more sophisticated platform, which is now called Uscreen. And that's integrated with our website. And we've kind of grown it with that over the past like six months. And it's been a wild ride. A wild ride. (laughs) Yeah, it really has. Like it was, we were just didn't know what we were doing. And like we were thrust into this whole way of doing fitness but actually it has meant that we have had a whole income stream that we never would have had and now we still have it because people still want to work out online even though in-person stuff has started again and you're really resilient and I mean you pivoted quickly which I think is key again in any business like you know there things were changing and you changed and I think that is just an incredible testament to what you've done so obviously I'm a big fan of yours as you know The kind of last question that we ask everybody on this podcast is, you know, there are people listening to this who might be dreaming about doing a job like yours. Maybe they are 20, maybe they are 40, maybe they are 80, maybe it's Flossie who runs the pub and actually she's always had a dream of doing aerobics classes. So what advice would you give to someone who wanted to move into this space? So go to classes and when you find a teacher that you really like, just stick it out and like go to loads of their classes and see why it is that you like their vibe. Like, you know, is it their chat? Is it the way that they teach? Is it all of the above? Is it the music? And then start to kind of think about what you would do if you were, what's your thing that you want to bestow upon people? And then get your exercise to music qualification. It's a level two it's about 800 pounds if I remember correctly and you can kind of do the theory in your own time and then there's four practical weekends so four weekends in a row that you're like in person with other people in a learning environment and then you learn practically how to put exercise to music but like you don't need a dance background like you don't need anything anyone can do an exercise to music qualification and you learn the anatomy and all of that kind of stuff But I would say always go to as many classes as you can and get an understanding of what it is that you like and then try and kind of run with that and work out what your vibe would be around that. Love it. And you can go to lots of RetroGlow classes if you would like to try that out with Frankie. So where can people learn more about you and RetroGlow and find your work online? So our website is retroglowstudios.com and on there we've just had a sexy new website and hopefully it's extremely user-friendly and streamlined because that's what I was trying to go for because our last one was not. (laughs) Um, So yeah, retroglowstudios.com or follow us on Insta, which is also retroglowstudios. And if you've got any questions ever, it's hello at retroglowstudios.com. But yeah, it should all be pretty self-explanatory on there and if it's not let me know because then I'll need to redo it (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, Frankie, you're amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Oh, it was really fun. As always, our chats are really fun. As usual. Have an amazing day. All right, you too, babes. Thank you so much for listening to Quit Your Day Job. We are a Zcast production and want to send huge thanks to the whole Zibby Books team for their support. Find me on Instagram at Alicia F. Miranda. I would love to hear what you thought about the episode, future jobs you want me to profile, or the burning questions you think I should ask my upcoming guests. And if you decide to quit your day job, let me know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.